Welcome to the Ed Rivera Podcast, the only podcast where you may or may not learn something today. Please welcome and enjoy. Welcome to the first episode of the second season of the Ed Rivera Podcast. Today we have a special guest, the face of the new game of Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Al Coronel. And also, if you're a Marvel fan, you're going to be interested because he's also in the movie Logan. So there's a lot of questions that we're going to ask him, a lot of things that we're going to talk to him. So please, welcome and enjoy. You're currently right now in LA, right? In Los Angeles, yeah. Los Angeles, right, yeah. How are things over there? I, 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 um, I've heard that. Oh, it's, it's pretty shut down over here. Oh. It's crazy. I know it's it's just been like one thing after another of, of shutdowns and uh, you know, but it's 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 we're getting there eventually. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, first of all, I really want to thank you for for taking the chance to to uh, for this small interview. We should be we should be quick. I wanna. I'm a I'm a gamer. I consider myself a gamer. So. Um, Uh, I'm very excited, first of all, to, to, to have you in, in, in our little um, podcast that we have. So, oh, man, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. I, I'm, I hope you're playing the game and enjoying it. <laughs> I, I, I got to be honest with you. The wife hasn't allowed me to buy the game. <laughs> But I'm, I'm making... okay. That, that's, that's, an, that's, you know, I, I can understand that. I'm making some extra points, so as soon as as soon as I I, I, I get those extra points, I'm gonna buy it. So, <laughs> oh, perfect. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but uh, I was I was talking with a, a few friends that are very very into uh, Call of Duty, and they were like, "Oh my God, you're gonna talk to this guy!" And I cannot believe it. And blah blah blah. First of all, I think one of the first things that um, people don't know is that. A lot of these characters in video games are real people in life. Some people think that they're created, you know, for the game. I, and, some and of them are. Some of them are. And, and you know, it, the, the character that you see is not the person who is the voice behind it. Uh, I just happen to be fortunate enough that they, they scan my face and, and are actually using my face in the game. So it's... It's very rare, weird to see my face on, on a game and, and see people playing. And I get pictures and videos from friends sending, sending me comments about, hey, I'm playing as Mendo Garcia. And they're showing me videos of them or their family or their kids playing, playing my character. So it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm enjoying the experience. How does it feel to do, because I'm pretty sure it's a very complicated process, right? To to get your face and your your features into the video game. How, how did you um, manage to deal with that situation? It, it was it was interesting because this is this is the second video game that I've done. Another video game that I did oh. was called Days Days Gone, which was a zombie apocalypse type of game. And uh, in that game, I got to do a lot of motion capture where I was wearing a suit with reflective dots And I had all these dots on my face to reflect uh, and, a, and a camera helmet that would capture my facial expressions. This one was a little different because I didn't have to do the motion capture for this game. 
but they did do a lot of image capture and, and you know, capturing my whole body, changing different outfits to see what outfits my character would wear. And actually, now that the game is out, there's a couple of outfits that they're putting on my character that I never wore. So it's interesting to see them dressing up my character and even changing my hairstyle. There's a picture, there's a picture going around of me bald and there's one me dressed up as Brad Pitt in Fight Club. So it's, <laughs> it's really um, funny to see some of the things that are happening and, and how they, once they have your image and your face scanned, they can pretty much have your character do whatever they want it to do. That's pretty cool. How do you yeah, feel about that? Cool. Like, like I, I, I would, I would feel weird out to see like pictures of me, like you know, like changed and everything. Do you feel weird out about that, or you like? It is, it is, yeah, it is strange, especially when people, you know, because I'm following all the social media threads, you know, all the groups that Call of Duty groups and Warzone groups, and so there's things that are coming out that fans are commenting on and they're tagging me on. So I'm like, oh wow. I never wore this outfit or why is my hair missing? And so it's, it's funny to see that it's, it's just, it's just a fun experience for me to see that it, it is weird, but I'm enjoying the, uh, the process. Nice. That's pretty cool. Now, um, because this is uh, obviously uh, a, a military based video game. Uh, mm -hmm. I under I understand that you are a veteran as well, right? I served eight years in the United States Marine Corps uh, from 88 to 96. So, yeah, it uh, and definitely I'm proud to have done that and wouldn't have it any other way. And well, it certainly has helped me in my acting career. Well, uh, first of all, thank you for, for, for the service. And, and, and second oh, of all, my pleasure. Um, is it do you transfer a lot of what you learn in the military to your acting It, it does, you know, I, there's a part of me that's always going to have that military life as, as part of my, of who I am. So there's a lot of times when people come up to me and they'll say, what branch of service did you serve in? Or you were in the Marines, weren't you? And I said, yeah, how did you know? Uh, and they'll say, oh, just the way that you carry yourself, the way you stand, the way you talk, it's very obvious. And so that for me has done a lot in the sense of, you know, I tend to play a lot of law enforcement, um, FBI agents, military in my acting career. So when I get those roles, it really just comes very natural. I'm, I, I don't have to put on an act for it because to be military, I know what that feels like and I've experienced that. And, and that was a part of my life for eight years and it still continues to be part of my life through my acting career. So yeah, it, it's something that has definitely helped me in my, in my career. Can, can you give us a little bit of uh, what your background is? Like, what, what have you done in related of your military uh, background? Not, not in, in, in what you've done in the army, like in the movies or in the video games. What have you done so people can understand who is Al Cornell? <laughs> well, I was born and raised in Los Angeles, California. Um, you know, I, I wanted to be an actor at a very young age, but, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's a It's a difficult dream to follow, especially when you have family that's very, very adamant about you going to school to get an education, to get a career, a stable career, which a lot of people, you know, especially in my family, didn't consider acting to be a stable type of career. So I did that. I went into the military 
my father was in the military. My, my oldest brother who served in Vietnam was in the military. Uh, my younger brother is now a, a lieutenant in the army. My younger sister served for seven years uh, during, in, in the Persian Gulf uh, in Iraq with the, with the army as well. So I have a military family background. And so it was very natural for me to join the military and go into the military right out of high school. But, you know, having that experience and, and when, I, when I presented with something like this, where they bring you in and they give you these uniforms and then they give you these weapons and they give me these weapons, for me, it's, it's nothing new. It's nothing that's uncomfortable for me. How, how to hold the weapon, how to present it how to move tactically. So that stuff for me was very second nature. And it, and it was something that I felt was necessary to bring forth a sense of reality or realism to this game. Cause you know, they're portraying military people. And, and I was fortunate enough to have that opportunity to do that. Uh, having spent eight years in the Marine Corps, I was in Desert Storm, Desert Shield. And uh, you know, in the, in the late eighties, early nineties, when everything really started changing. And, you know, the title of this game is Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Well, the Cold War, I was in the military when it was still considered the Cold War. And Ronald Reagan was president when I joined the Marine Corps and Ronald Reagan is portrayed in this game. So it's just interesting to see some of the things that are talked about that, you know, I, I was around for some of that stuff or somebody in my family was around, like my father served in Vietnam and Vietnam is portrayed in this game. So it's, it's very, hits close to home for me because I got to see some of this growing up throughout my life. And, and Ronald Reagan was our president when I joined. Interesting. Because I know um, part of being in the military and, 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 and um, people when they're veterans and everything, did you get any flashbacks or anything bad happen during all your recordings or your acting? Have you ever had that? Oh, oh no, like PTSD you're talking about or any? No, no, but you know, it definitely brings back some, some memories of things that happened while I was in the military, but not to the extent, you know, I'm one of the, the I consider myself to be one of the fortunate ones that didn't have any long lasting, you know, uh, negative effects from my time in the military. You know, there was a lot that, that happened and a lot that was seen by me, but fortunately it's, it's, it hasn't come back in a, in a negative way in my life. It's, it's only enhanced my experiences through life and, and it makes, it makes me appreciate, you know, things a lot more, you know, now when I'm in the mil when I'm playing a military person, I know that <clears throat> I'm not in combat I'm not in real combat and I'm doing something that I love to do, but understand that, I have to present myself and, res and respect all that military experience and all those that are serving in our military. So for me, uh, understanding that although I may have not have negative experiences or, or negative long lasting experiences from my time, there are a lot out there that do. And so I'm, I'm very cognizant of that and I, and I respect uh, the, my, my military time, but I also respect the military as a whole regardless of which branch of service, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, Coast Guard, I, I'm thankful for every serviceman and woman, past, present, and future for the, the sacrifices that they have made or will make in their lives. That's pretty cool. And um, 
<laughs> I'm, I'm just uh, reading a little bit of uh, information of, of, of you, uh, not, not to be uh, uh, a little bit intrusive. <laughs> no, 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 don't be. It's, I'm, you're I'm, fine. I'm, I'm amazing. Like you've had roles like on, on, on TNT's The Last Ship, the CS uh, Jane the Virgin, Marvel's Logan. Uh, so this is like big block post, like blockbuster, like huge movies and, and things that uh, I was like, wow, you know, like uh, there's, there's um, FX, the association of Gianni Versace, you know, the American crime story. That's, that's, that's you, you, like, who was that? I think it was this Latin famous singer. What was his name? Uh, Ricky Martin was there. No, I think in that. In that yeah, he was, he was yeah, one of the characters in, in the, the show. Yes. How do you uh, change the military background to start joining into the Hollywood life? Like, how do you get from that to the other side? How do you get there? Right. Well, one of the things, one of the hobbies that I picked up while I was in the military was salsa dancing. I know this, I'm going to tie it together. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> I started, one of my hobbies was salsa dancing and, and I, I fell in love with the dance and I started taking all kinds of classes started competing and then i was asked i was asked to join a uh, are you still there yep yep right here. Ah, okay i was asked to join a dance company and i joined the dance company and started uh learning choreography and then within about three months of joining the dance company i started performing with the dance company traveling and teaching and also competing and because of the dance i started being asked hey you know they need some dancers for this tv show are you available? I was like, yeah, sure. So I started, you know, working as a featured dancer on TV shows and film. And one of the biggest films that I worked on that really got inspired me to pursue acting finally was a movie Blow with Johnny Depp and Penelope Cruz. Wow. And I got to work on that film and I got to watch. I, I love watching and paying attention to everything that's going on on set because for me, that's a form of school because, you know, I'm learning. And, and I had an opportunity later on to work with Edward James Olmos, a famous actor in the Latino community as well. And he, and he was so open to, to sharing information with me. And one of the things he said is like, hey, if you really wanna be good at this, and you really wanna succeed, you have to study, you have to, you have to do everything you can to learn everything you can about acting so that you make yourself valuable and you make, make it so that you can succeed. And I went back to school to, to study acting and theater and, and I'm glad for Edward James almost having been uh, a, a person of influence that really helped guide my decision-making on pursuing acting. And so, yeah, it was something that, you know, I, the, the military experience, the dancing experience, and then the acting all together and, and studying acting has helped me tremendously in my acting career. Awesome. Edward James Holmes, wow, that's, ah, he's, he's, like you said, he's very big in the, in the Latino community. Yeah, he, he is, he is. He's, he's, um, you got me thinking, I wanted to ask you a question about him. <laughs> Well, I don't we, call, know. <laughs> we all call him. We all call him Eddie. I know everybody calls him Edward James almost. That's his stage name, but we all lovingly refer to him as Eddie. And and uh, and every time I see him, we have great conversations. I haven't seen him in a while. Everybody's been, you know, un unable to gather. Uh, so I'm hoping that when the time, when uh, when the time and, and health crisis 
permits, you know, that we'll all be able to gather together and, and catch up with one another and see what everybody's been up to. He looks like he's always angry, though. <laughs> I, I, will, like, I, I will be very afraid to say hi to him. You know, he has But he is the nicest. Here. He is the nicest really? person you would ever meet. Yeah, he really is. I know he plays a lot of, you know, he's played a lot of gangster roles, you yeah. know, with like American Me and, and uh, Mi Familia and stuff like that. He's, you know, he can come off like that, but he's the nicest person you'll ever meet. Awesome. Now, um, going back a little bit uh, to to your um, Call of Duty stuff, I, I know that this this is a very recent video game. So, right. um, did did it? How did you get all the recording done with the whole situation happening with the world at the moment? Did you? Right. Uh, were you able to manage? Did you have to do it in your home? How how did you organize all this situation? I was fortunate that when I got this project, uh, I started working on it in December of 2019. And then of course there was the Christmas break and then we finished up in late, late January, late January, early February. And of course, a few weeks later is when the pandemic shutdown happened. Mm -hmm. So most of my, my image and scan, uh, like body scan and image capture was already done. Uh, there were a few things that I had to record from uh, from a recording booth, but I have a sound booth at home, and and I was able to do some things at home for the voiceover, because uh, I voiced a couple of other uh, characters in the game. The the character that you hear for, or the voice that you hear for my character is not my voice. Another actor did that, but I did have to do voices, other voices in the game, and some of them I did from my studio at home, and then as time permitted. And it, we were able to meet in person. I was able to go into the studio following very, very uh, strict COVID guidelines to go into studio and record some other lines as well. So fortunately, the most of the, the facial scan, all that stuff was already complete before the COVID uh, pandemic happened here in the States. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It was fortunate. But then, you know, the one thing too that a lot of people don't realize is that the, the game developers and the programmers they had it difficult because they had to continue, they had to f figure out a way to continue working on this game because they couldn't go into their office. They couldn't go to their office building. So a lot of them ended up taking their work home with them and working from home. So this game, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, I would say 50 to 60% of it was probably completed from their home offices. Wow. So it was a huge undertaking, and, uh, and it's amazing to see that they were able to complete it and get it done. That's insane. That's, that's really insane. So, <laughs> so, so for, okay, so because I'm trying to understand how the process goes. So first, they get all the characters, and then start, they, they start making the game. Correct, correct. The, some ah. of the storyline stuff, some of the storyline stuff with, with, uh, with regards to motion capture, That was shot in like early 2019 in Chicago with other actors. I wasn't a part of that. Uh, they brought me in later when they started trying to develop all what they call the operators for the, for the multiplayer game and for the mm -hmm. zombie version of the game. So that's, I came in in the later part of the process. But most of the motion capture, when you're playing the game and you're playing the campaign and you're seeing all the stories, yep. that stuff was shot in Chicago close to a year and a half, two years ago. Oh, interesting. 
it takes a while to finish these games. There's a lot that goes into one video game, and it's it's pretty impressive. How many people would you think works around a, on a video game? Like how? Oh like, my god! Like would, would you, would you think a of a number? Ar- it's a small army. Really? It's a wow. small army because you had three companies working together to create this this version of Call of Duty. It was Activision, mm-hmm. Raven and Treyarch. Raven did a lot of the studio motion capture work in Chicago. And then Treyarch did a lot of the uh, character development and a lot of the character uh, creation for the multiplayer and for also the, um, the, the zombie version of the game. So yeah, it's a small army. I, I, I only met with, I met with a large group and that was only a small portion of the entire team. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It's impressive. Yeah, you, you, I think that not many people understand the background. Like, when you get it, like, a lot of people that are not very hardcore video game fans or whatever, they just like, oh, it's just a game, you know, like, whatever, you know, they did it on a computer, blah, 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 and they go with their lives, you know, they never think. That might have been, that, that yeah. been the technology 20, 30 years ago, but now there's so much more that goes into a game. And every year it gets better and better and better and more advanced. And the more advanced it gets, yeah, the, some, some, some jobs are eliminated, other jobs are created. So it seems like the amount of people that it takes to complete a game is actually expanding more and more every time. Would you continue in being part of video games? Like, would you like to be in more video oh games? Oh my God, yes. So much fun. I mean, I grew up playing video games. For me, it was like Pac-Man and Centipede and Asteroids. And, you know, so the, I grew up playing those games. So then now to be a part of a franchise of something like this that is so popular around the world uh, is, is like a, a kid's dream come true. So yeah, any opportunity I get to, to be a part of a video game, I, I welcome it for sure. That's pretty cool. Anything that you would interested in doing? Like uh, as in like I would like, like I know obviously you have your, your military background that helps you a lot for, for this kind of video games, but I don't know, something very different like uh, Keanu Reeves on, on Cyberpunk that he's, he's more adventurous. Would you like to do something different or would you like to continue like the military background? Kind of Let's thing? see. Do I want to be president of the United States? <laughs> no. I could play president of the United States on TV, but no, I, I don't know that I'd want to take on uh, that, that headache. Uh, but no, you know, I just continue learning and, and every experience Every project that I am involved with, I always take something something away from those, a new experience, and I learn something new. Right now, what I'm, what I'm hoping to be able to do in time is also direct. So right before the pandemic happened, I, I was shadow directing on a TV series called LA's Finest with Gabrielle Union and Jessica Alba. Oh, wow. So that was, that was the, that's a trajectory that I want to move into. I want to move into directing. Uh, and hopefully when everything settles and we're able, productions are able to pick back up, I can continue on that path to hopefully direct one day. Would you stay in, in LA to continue doing that? Because uh, I don't know if you know, but I'm pretty sure you know, but New Zealand is becoming right now a very, very Very busy. Big, yeah, very big on, on, on especially in, in anything that has to be movie-wise. They're right. getting very big. Are you keen on moving or you want to stick around Los Angeles? Oh, I'd love to, especially, I, you know, I actually auditioned for two TV shows recently uh, that were, that 
were going to be shot in New Zealand. So they, they, because of the pandemic, they said, you know, if you book this, you're going to have to stay in New Zealand for six to seven months. I don't think that, I don't see that as a problem, really, because New Zealand, you know, everything that I've seen is, is just such a beautiful country. I've only stopped in New Zealand in Auckland Airport on my way to Australia, but New Zealand would definitely be a, a, a bucket list uh, country to visit. And to get to work doing something I love in a country that's so beautiful, I would I would relish that idea. You should definitely look into it because, like like I said, there's um, I I do a lot of stand up comedy and and a, lot, a few of the comedians that I work with around. Um, one of them just he just got casted for the new Lord of the Rings. Uh, um, what's it called? It's, I think it's going to be a series for Amazon. And he just got oh wow cast. yeah he just got casted to be one of the characters uh, in 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 the Lord of the Rings uh, um, this uh, the, I think they they just started recording I'm not really sure if they they, they started recording but yeah uh, I think that every now I think ever since uh, Taika Waititi started putting the name of New Zealand out and Peter Jackson right. of course but but um, uh, they're getting a little bit more and more um, so you're very keen in 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 trying to do any kind of genre of, of, of uh, directing sure. or, or, or acting, right? You, you don't mind, uh, like, because I know there are some actors that stick to certain kind of genres of acting or genres of, of, of things that they would like to do. Um, is there something that you're keen in doing that you would like to try on or, or that you have already done everything? That, like, I, I, you know, I, I, I really would just like to just keep an open mind and, and be open to all the projects that come because you never know. Uh, I never want to close myself off to any other particular genres. You know, I love action. I love doing action and, and hero, working on, you know, superhero and things like Marvel and DC. Uh, but I always keep an open mind for other projects out there because you never know the, the project. And I have had it happen where I passed on a project And it was in consideration for the Academy Awards. And I was like, ah. so that was a lesson learned to, to always keep an open mind that, you know, some projects uh, could, could, although they may not be the thing that you want to specifically focus on, it, it could be worthwhile and it could be a, a, a life altering experience. Going to talking about uh, cinema, would you prefer uh, big blockbuster movies or independent films? What I think they like? both have their 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 pros and cons, you know. Because I, I always champion the the up and coming artists. So you know, when you have these independent films that become, you know, these that that end up with a cult like following. You, you can never discount them, you know, and sometimes you have giant blockbusters or that are considered they're going to be blockbusters that flop in the movie theater. So it, that's why I said, you know, I'm, I'm always so open to everything and, and try and take something from every project that I'm a part of or every project that is presented to me. I try to see uh, how I could fit in it. And, and it, you know, if I feel that there's something that I can't bring and do justice to a project or to the material, then obviously I won't, I wouldn't take it on, but you know, I, I try and learn from it and, and take something positive from those experiences. That's pretty cool. One of the things that uh, I was uh, reading on your biopic <laughs> was that you're also bilingual, right? 
I am, I am. Uh, my, my father was born and raised in Colombia and my mother was born and raised in Guatemala. And they came here at a very young age to the States. I was born here in Los Angeles, but at home we spoke Spanish. So I'm very thankful to my parents for, for instilling in all of us the ability to have control of both the English as well as the Span Spanish language, more so the Spanish language, because they knew that we would be speaking English and learn English in school. So they were, that was never their concern, but they were definitely concerned with making sure that we could carry on our Latino heritage and, and our ability to communicate in such a beautiful language, which is Spanish. So I'm, I'm very proud to be Latino and proud to be able to communicate in Spanish. Although I will say, you know, because we primarily speak English here, you know, that from time to time I'll forget a word here or a sentence there, but I, I try and do my best. If I forget a Spanish word, I try and find out what it was that I meant to say and re-educate myself so that I never lose, lose uh, that ability. Have you done any acting in Spanish? He hecho varias cosas, sí. Sí, claramente, pero uh, ojalá espero trabajar en haciendo proyectos en español también. So just to say in English, I, I, <laughs> I have done a few things in Spanish and, and, uh, and I hope that opportunities will present themselves where I will continue to utilize the Spanish as well, which yeah. I did in Logan. Logan, I, I had a lot of Spanish lines, a lot of Spanish dialogue. And I think that's one of the things that, uh, like I said, you know, my military experience, which the military came in handy for Logan, but also my ability to speak Spanish helped, has helped me tremendously. And that, and that was one example. Now, um, that you mentioned Logan, I think a lot of people are very like every time you, you, you when you say the word Marvel right now and, and, and it's, it, I think it's like, oh, you know, every, every just, <laughs> everyone just goes nuts about uh, the word Marvel. How does it feel to, to work on, um, on a, I think it's, if not one of the biggest movies of Marvel's history, Logan was, I think, in my opinion, I, well, I, I'm a big, big fan of, of of Marvel's movies, so I think it, it, it's one of the top there. That it's it was it was for me it was it was a highlight, probably one of the biggest highlights of my career to to be on something that big, with knowing that it was going to be Hugh Jackman's last time portraying the role of Wolverine, getting to work with Hugh Jackman, getting to work with you know that amazing cast, and it just was an unforgettable experience. He was such a, such a, a welcoming person, Hugh Jackman. And he was, was, it was an honor to, to, to meet him and get to know him and to get to see him in person do, you know, be, be Wolverine. I don't know that I'll ever be able to, to see another actor play that role. Yeah. I think everybody agrees with you. Everybody agrees with you. Um, do you take a, uh, uh, learning from each of this because you've been with huge stars already uh, in, 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 in all of the movies that you've been in and, and, and even TV shows that you've done. Um, do you take something from each of the actors that you meet or you try to keep your own kind of self to yourself? Well, you know, there's, I, I, I don't ever pretend to know it all. You know, there's always something to learn. There's always a technique. Or, or a way of approaching the work that, that you see an actor do it, or you hear an actor talk about it, and you see how they, what results it gets them. And, 
And so I'm always open to, to seeing that and learning from other actors, especially when you get into the room and you're working with these professionals that have had these tremendous careers, you know, they, they've achieved that for a reason, because there's something that they know is something that they're doing that is bringing them that amount of success. So I, I try to be a sponge and, and take in all that. And I'm constantly learning and looking. And so there's, I, I don't think there, I think I will always feel like a student as opposed to, you know, yes, I, I'm, I'm making a living being an actor and a lot of people will see me as a professional, but I, at first and foremost, I'm going to be a student because I think by learning, you just become better at what you're doing and continuously learning. And since you're interesting, interested, sorry, in, in directing. Oh, you could say I'm interesting. That's okay. <laughs> oh, you're very interesting. Trust me. You're very, very interesting. Um, uh, since you're interested in, in, in directing, um, is there a genre that you would like to focus on your directoral kind of like road that you're going to take or whatever? I, I love watching uh, TV, TV directing. Why? Because you work as a, as a guest director, you come into a show that's already established that maybe already has a fan following and you're a guest. And so you get to work there for maybe a week or two, shoot an episode, and then you move on to the next project. And so you're always constantly working on something different. And that, I love that idea of constantly moving and not staying in the same place. So, you know, when you, when it comes to directing in a movie, you're talking a, a process that's going to take years in the making. So, you know, from, from the writing of, of the script to who's going to be involved acting wise, who's going to be involved directing wise, and then getting it made, that's a long process. And so for me, loving the fact that you can be in and out in a, on a TV project and still continue to pursue this directing career. And just, you know, Taika Waititi has, has done an amazing job. And it's funny you bring him up because I, I used to see him in the gym all the time here in, in LA. He lives not far from me. And so, and also Ryan Johnson, who directed one of the Star Wars, Star Wars movies and Knives Out, you know, he's, a, he's someone, somebody that I know and I've had a chance to talk to. So I talked to them about Ryan Johnson. He likes to write his stories and he directs them. Taika Waititi, he'll write a few things and, and direct them, but then he'll also come into something that's already established and direct. And he did that with The uh, Mandalorian. You know, he, he came into a show that had a huge popular following and was able to direct a couple of episodes and I think even got to do some acting, being the voice of, of one of the uh, assassin robots on it. So, you know, I, I, I love the ability to be that flexible. And you know, Taika Waititi is... He's not just done, uh, known as an act, uh, a director, but he's also known as an actor. And he's done a tremendous amount of stuff in, in both uh, acting and as directing. So, you know, I, that's, that's something that I aspire to do as well. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, obviously, with, with the pandemic going on at the moment, it, uh, is, is there any projects that you're looking forward in the next few years that I don't, probably you're not able to talk to but is there well, any no, project? I'm, I'm, I'm actually getting ready to go to Texas here in the next couple of weeks to shoot a film uh, and you know most of the production I don't know if you're aware all production in Los Angeles has stopped 
because of the uh, because of the increase wow. in in COVID numbers and the and with the pandemic. So I'm hopeful that we'll still be able to complete this project, but it's shooting in Texas in a very small town. And so we're going to be very removed from, from, we're not going to be anywhere near a city. We're going to be very remote. So I'm hopeful that we'll still be able to work on this project in the time that it was already scheduled to do. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get back to work and be in front of the camera here in the next few weeks. That's pretty cool. Um, is it, I know because, like you mentioned, that uh, a lot of people think that acting is, is probably a, a lost, uh, like it's a very, you, you need to have a lot of luck. Is it luck to become an actor? It's, it can be, work? you know, sometimes being in the right room at the right time. Um, but it is also having a lot of perseverance because you're going to fail more than you succeed you're going to be told no a lot more than you're told yes. And it's having that fortitude to be like, okay, this is a no, this is a no. I'm just going to keep going until I get that yes. And I think that's part of it is, is perseverance. Perseverance and consistency. You know, when you get in those opportunities that you do the best that you possibly can and be consistent because that you consistency is and perseverance are eventually going to equal some sort of success. So I, I, I'm a big believer in that. Not, not so much on the luck. Yes. Luck can be a, a factor depending on when something is presented to you. Um, but, but I think it has to do a lot with work ethic, perseverance and consistency. Awesome. Now, obviously, um, being a very physical actor with all the action and everything you keep yourself like you mentioned the gym right you got a lot of the gym you do you have a routine that you follow or you just try to i i, I try to do my very best to, to stay active it's been difficult I'm, i will admit it's been difficult with you know gyms being closed and you know even trying to find equipment to buy equipment to to build a home gym has been very very difficult for not just for myself, but for a lot of friends who I know are, are struggling to stay fit because, you know, there's just, there's no equipment out there. Uh, so, you know, it's, it, I still do my best. My wife and I, we make sure we get out for walks and, and stay active whenever possible. And, you know, right now we're doing all our meal preparations to make sure that we're eating healthy as well. Uh, in addition to staying physical. That's pretty cool. Is there, um, do you know any, because obviously, um, do you know any style of form like physical combat? Is, are you training any kind of physical combat? I, I did martial arts for many, many, many years. I, I, I did achieve the level of third degree black belt, but wow. I have not, uh, I haven't had the opportunity um, to, to continue utilizing it. I mean, it's, it's something that hopefully I, when, when you're able to go into a dojo and train with other people, something that we'll be able to get back into. But, but yeah, it's been, uh, it's been tough because, you know, I can't do the salsa dancing because you can't, you know, you can't get, you know, the social distancing and you can't, can't really train at martial arts because again, you, you can't really train with another person in close quarters. So, You know, it's been a challenge. It's been a challenge. There's a lot to learn from this experience about uh, patience as well. That's pretty cool. Um, 
would you, uh, what, what is your opinion, sorry, what is your opinion in this new, kind of like, I don't know if you noticed, but there's been a lot of recent movies that they use the face of the actress, like in the video games, but they don't act for the movie. They just use the face of, and then everything is CGI. I don't know if you've seen like like Resident Evil. There's a few movies like that that do. Because um, right. I've 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 known a few actors that they're not very happy with it because they say that it kills kind of like the vibe of what the acting is. Or it, 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 yeah, it, I guess it just depends too because some of it can be done very well, and it looks very real. But then some of it you look at it and you're like, oh, that that doesn't look right. Um, you know, it's. I know right now in New Zealand, for example, they just finished uh, work on the next Avatar film. Yeah. And I had a friend who was out there for about seven months working on it. And, you know, that's another, you know, I'm excited to see what they do with that, to see what technological advances they'll make in comparison to the first Avatar movie. But, you know, it's all, it, acting will still always be there. You know, we're always going to be needed on some way, shape or form. It's just going to be, used in a different way. So I, I, I just see it as a different form of entertainment for other people. Some people really enjoy it. Some people may be on the fence about it. But, you know, as far as I don't think actors are going to go um, out of business anytime soon. It's, mm -hmm. it's always going to be competitive. It always has been. That, that will never change. But I think there will always be a need for, for actors, male and female, you know, for, for a long time to come. That's pretty cool. And obviously, because your face is obviously the face of the whole video game. Um, <laughs> part of it. Part of it. Part of it. <laughs> um, uh, this half. That the other half. <laughs> um, being, obviously, you're going to be very wide recognized now. Do you struggle of being recognized? Uh, like, obviously, not right now, because you're not out on the streets. But how do you feel, <laughs> have you, when does it happen to you that you get that start moment? You know, like, how, how, how did you feel with that start moment? Like, oh my God, you're, you're this guy from this video game. Or, oh my right. God. It usually happens when like, I'm sitting down to, to eat lunch with my wife and I'm like mouthful of food and somebody approaches me, hey, you look familiar. Did I see him like, oh, Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's been that it's it's a little strange but you know i i i don't i don't shy away from it it's it's mm -hmm. just another experience and part of it you know there's obviously the more famous people get you know you see other actors who have reached a level of fame that is you know astronomical that they have absolutely no privacy uh, i haven't experienced that yet so thankfully i still have some some level of anonymity where my wife and I can go out and, you know, she's an actor as well. And she's a very talented actor and we go out and we can, you know, well, right now we're wearing masks. So people wouldn't recognize me anyways, because majority of the time you're wearing a mask unless you're sitting down to eat. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, we still enjoy a normal life. Thankfully. Would you like to be that famous? You know, it's, it's, I think for me, it's just more of the love of acting that's something that can be a byproduct of achieving a level of of uh of recogn recognizability i guess you would say um so i i, don't, I won't shy away from it if, if that were to happen but it's not the reason that 
I pursue acting. You know, a lot of times when people say, I want to be an actor, I will ask them, why do you want to be an actor? Oh, I want to be rich and I want to be famous. And I usually tell them you might want to rethink that because if, if, if being rich and being famous is your ultimate goal, you may be in for a big disappointment because this is a very challenging career, very competitive. And, you know, if it happens, it can happen big, but it may not happen at all. So, you know, I always ask people the reasons they do it. Me, I love the art. I love, I love being able to play something and work off of somebody else's energy in a, in a scene and just be able to create something that no one has ever seen before. So that's, I think for me, the biggest, the biggest rush. Would you, or have you ever tried to become, because now that you mentioned that, like a method actor, would you consider yourself a method actor or would you like to be or done that? I, I consider myself an actor that uses different methods. Okay. Because, you know, it's in order to really, I feel to, to be a very well-rounded actor, you have to be familiar with different techniques. You know, there's method acting, there's Meisner, I'm a Meisner trained actor. Um, you know, there's, there's all kinds of different, you know, thoughts and, and, and theories and philosophies with respect to acting. I try to keep myself open-minded to taking a little bit from each, because I think that can only make you better. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Excellent answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, to finish off this uh, wonderful interview, I know um, uh, people want to know more about Al Cornell. Do you have uh, like an Instagram? Do you have uh, a page? Where can we follow you? What, where can we see what you're doing? Certainly, uh, certainly. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Al Coronel. Oh, all okay. one word so yeah yeah unfortunately you'll, you'll be able to reach me on all of those but i wanted to show you the picture that i was talking about one of the examples of something they did to me on call of duty oh my <laughs> oh i think i lost you we just lost him probably he pressed the wrong button we're just gonna wait for him he'll he'll, he'll come back um Well, there you go. That's uh, Al Cornell. Um, uh, he is an amazing person. I gotta say that uh, we're very lucky to have him in in our in our show today. Let's just wait for him. He shouldn't be long. We're about to. Back. Hmm. I think we lost him. I'll try to wait for him. That was a funny picture. You should definitely follow him. Uh, In my opinion, he is going to be a very, very interesting face to see in the next couple of years, not just because of his uh, background, but uh, his charisma. He has a huge charisma. He's a very interesting person to talk to, has an amazing background, uh, not just uh, talking about, you know, the 
the the military part, but he also, you know, he he's very well rooted to his um, well to his origins, you know, his his Latino part. So I think that's one of the things that you really need to pay attention to it. Uh, we might be uh, looking at the next Latino superstar. You never know, you know, like you said, uh, he's he's very keen on on changing things. Um, I think he might not be able to to come back. That's pretty interesting. I'll try to send an email and see if we can get him on 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 the on the interview back. We'll give you a few minutes. Um, but yeah, uh, go and check. I'm I'm actually gonna see Logan today again, <laughs> just for the fun of it. Um, if you play the video game, please. Uh, Send him the photos, make him funny, <laughs> post them around, you know, just enjoy. Um, I hope I can get convinced the wife to to let me buy the the, the, the game. <laughs> um, but yeah, we should be able to have him back in, in a few minutes. Internet was failing. I was supposed to start with him, but my internet started not working. Then he, um, uh, there you go, he's coming back. Uh, just in a few minutes, he should be able to connect himself right now. There you go. Oh, sorry about that. Oh my goodness! <laughs> like all of a sudden, I lost power on my uh, on my uh, connection here, and then just went dead. I, I, I was I was just saying to to the listeners that like, probably he felt too ashamed of the photo that he just showed us and disconnected oh, himself. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I was pretty surprised when they came out with this uh, this picture of me with the with the bald hair, which doesn't look that bad actually. Doesn't look that bad. Doesn't look that bad. <laughs> All right. So um, you already are you very active? on your social media or, or you're like I am especially lately with with all the fans commenting on Call of Duty I've definitely been uh more involved lately than than I have in recent time for sure but yeah you they'll they'll find me on Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook for sure this this might sound a little bit naughty but uh you play with yourself ah <laughs> haven't had the chance to believe it or not Really? I had a chance to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I played a little bit of the beta, but I, I want to get the PS5 version. Yeah. And and it's right now impossible to get a, a PS5 console. So hopefully uh, here in the next few weeks, I'll be able to get my hands on one. And then I'll be able to play my, with myself day and night. <laughs> um, Wait, yeah, that sounded uh, wrong. <laughs> uh, it's it's natural we always say it's natural something that everybody does um <laughs> well I, I, if, if i had a video game i played with myself all the time so for yeah, sure, yeah. For sure. <laughs> uh, are you keen on doing uh, uh like a twitch account because a lot of um because you have an actual you know video game that you can talk about and 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 and, and you're part of it and everything. Are you interested in doing like a Twitch channel and, and maybe play a few rounds with fans or whatever? I would love to do something like that. Yeah, I have to get more familiar with, with how Twitch works. You know, that for that, I usually ask my 18-year-old daughter. And she's <laughs> the one that clues me into all the new stuff. You know, like, I think I just got a TikTok account. And that was because of my 18-year-old daughter. So uh, I'm, I'm going to have to, you know, 
take a lesson from her and see if she can show me how to how set something up like something like that up. Definitely, I think I think fans and especially uh, Caleb because there's there's a huge 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 amount of followers that like to see uh, like video games and and, and, to, and especially in Twitch that's I think one of the biggest ones that uh, really enjoy looking at you know a person playing the character or whatever but if you get to see you know their character and then the person that does the character at the same time i know then, right you know i think that that will be a hell of experience for for a lot of fans and a lot of people <laughs> that would like to just you know see what 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 is what even you can have some background about it you know you i think right that'd be very cool to see like oh guys if if you're, you can get even tactical with the fans and that kind of stuff. Right. You know, I think, I think well, that... I, I did, I did on my Instagram and Facebook post the behind the scenes part one of what I, what was going on when I was working on Call of Duty and I'm getting ready to, to drop a part two here real soon. So that look awesome. out for that. Awesome. Awesome. So you heard people, please make sure you go follow him. Like I said, I was when you when you left us for a few seconds. Uh, I was saying that uh, we we gotta really pay attention to what you're gonna be doing in the future because uh, I think um, you're you're gonna uh, explode. I think you're, oh, you're, thank you're, you. You're gonna you're gonna explode. You already exploded, but but I'm pretty sure it's gonna get bigger. You know, and and I, I want to be one of the the few ones that say I, I was there before. You know, <laughs> perfect. From your mouth to God's ears. <laughs> so, um, and hey, uh, whenever you come to New Zealand, please give us a send. I'll, 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 I'm gonna follow you right now in everywhere, and I'll send you a message. So, whenever you come to New Zealand, please, please make sure that you, you know that you have a house over here, and, and you have. A, I'm gonna hold you to it. Yeah, man. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm also Latino, so mi casa tu casa. You know, we always say that. So. Exactamente. So, um, please, please uh, make sure that uh, you keep in touch. And and I want to really thank you for this chance. I know um, people might think, oh, it's pandemic. No one's busy. Everybody's busy. You know, there's a lot of things that right. you have to do. So it's it's not just that. Um, well, for us, we're not busy. We're world. The, the world hasn't stopped for us in New Zealand. Everything's normal. You know, we, we don't have any restrictions, so we can go out. We can, everything's, uh, we have no cases, which is kind well, of, hopefully like, that'll be, that'll be the case here real soon. I'm hoping. Hopefully. I think I've, it has to be, it has to be, it has to be, it has to change. Uh, uh, cause, uh, the situation is very, very bad. I'm, I'm a Mexican. So I got all of them, all of my family in Mexico and you just hear all the stories and everything like, Oh, and I also have family in the States. So it's the same thing. You know, you really want these things to be over. So right. anyway, I want to thank you once again for the opportunity. Thank you. Interview. Um, one more time. Uh, can you repeat us your social media just for people that didn't catch it? At Al Cornell. Okay. So anywhere, Instagram, Twitter, now apparently TikTok. So we're going to be watching you dance some salsa dance and that. <laughs> I know. My daughter's a dancer, so she there probably you go. want me to like do some choreography with her. We'll see. Yeah, some, 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 some fresh teaching on, on salsa. I think uh, people need, need some joy in, in their lives at the moment. So I think it would be really <laughs> cool to, to start learning some, some dance move. All right. Well, thank you very much, Al. Uh, thank you. It's been an amazing interview. Uh, looking forward to all your work. And we're going to keep uh, in touch. All right. All right. Take care out there. Thank you very much, mate.
Have a good day. Right. Bye. Bye. There you go. So that was it. He, like I said, follow follow him. He is an amazing person. Uh, not because I had him on my show. I was like, oh, he's just being a brown noser. No, I'm not being a brown noser. I really, really enjoyed talking to him. Um, he's a very interesting character. A very interesting character. You know, uh, has a lot of story to tell. I'm pretty sure he, he might not be able to tell all of it, but but uh, very cool to see what he's going to come up to, uh, come with. Um, so anyways, uh, this is our first show of this year. We're very happy. This is season two of Everybody's Podcast. So we're pretty, pretty happy to start with a high note uh, with uh, Al Colonels and the face of Call of Duty Cold War. So that's pretty, pretty cool. That's a thing that we have to step it up. <laughs> and um, please follow us. Listen to our next podcast. They're going to be quite interesting. I'm going to try to get a lot of interesting people to, to talk to. I want to get into very interesting topics, not just about in regards of, of stuff that I like, but a little bit more, maybe even get a little bit political. There's another podcast called The Procrastinators that we want to do something in, in conjoint, like together. So um, we'll try to uh, get it sorted. So thank you very much, guys. Have yourselves a lovely day, night, or morning, whatever you're listening to us. Hasta luego.